0: How about last weekend? I said, How about last weekend? Man, that was so powerful. If you missed it, somebody tell their neighbor if you missed it, you missed the moment. But you didn't miss it. And I want to say thank you to everyone who, in faith, gave in our legacy offering last week to help accelerate the vision that god has for our church i'm so inspired by your commitment by your sacrifice to the vision that god has for us and we're going to do something powerful and amazing together with god's help and we're going to reach the next generation and we're going to reach our city and we're going to help people know god find freedom discover purpose make a difference we're going to help them to capture the extraordinary life so why don't you give it up for yourself give it up for yourself We're gonna see God do some special things. And if you missed it, and maybe you were out last week and you still wanna participate, you can. You can go on the Skybreak app. You can still give towards the offering all throughout the end of the year. Um, Just designate legacy offering. Um, But I want you to know that we've been praying and we're continuing to pray over every single prayer that was written on those legacy letters. And in Jesus' name, those miracles are gonna come to pass. How many would have believed that with me, that in Jesus' name, it's gonna happen? Jesus name in Jesus name well today we begin a brand new series called missing peace if I say missing peace peace can be hard to keep sometimes in a crazy world and a crazy life being a parent peace can be hard to keep sometimes amen but what if there was a way that we could, like the Bible says, be in perfect peace. Not imperfect peace, but be in space, perfect peace. So we're gonna dive in today and over these next couple of weeks to discover what does peace really mean? How do I get peace? How many of you need some more peace in your life today? Peace. We're gonna talk about that, we're gonna dive into that today. In Isaiah chapter 26, if you have your Bibles with you, or if you don't, if you have your app on your phone, whatever you have, Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah 26 verses one through four, I'm gonna read out of the New Living Translation. And to give you some context, these people are in a season of fear and unsettledness, and Isaiah prophesies a day of unbridled worship unbridled worship isaiah chapter 26 1 through 4 it says this in that day everyone in the land of judah will sing this song our city is strong we are surrounded by the walls of god's salvation open the gates to all who are righteous allow the faithful to enter you will keep in somebody say perfect peace All who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. He says you will be kept in perfect peace. All who trust in him, all whose thoughts are fixed on Jesus. I wanna title this sermon today and it's Instead of it being a title, it's more of an expression, and I want you to look your neighbor in the eye today. Look him in the eye, and I want you to tell them my title with this expression. Ah! Just say it. Now turn to your other one that you really just wanna kinda get it out, you know what I mean? Like like you wanted to tell them first, but you were kinda hesitant, but why don't you just go ahead and look at them now, Whether you know them or not, it could be even your spouse and Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just look at them and tell them the title with the expression of all things in you from the depths of the soul of your belly. Just say, ah. How many of you, that's how you feel on the inside right now? Just, ah. They're like, oh, I don't know. Should I raise my hand? We're going to have a good day today. I can already feel it. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've already done. God, I pray today, Lord, that your word would speak to us. Let it fall on fresh soil today, soil that will reap a harvest, soil that will be nurtured, and tilled, maintained. Let us just not hear your word, but let us also be doers of your word. So God, transform us from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Have you ever had a time in your life where, at a birthday party, it was your birthday, and you know, you gather around? Maybe this has been at a restaurant, the most embarrassing places to go. You don't want to go with the restaurant to a restaurant with me because if it is your birthday, I will let them know and I will make sure every staff member of that restaurant will say the most embarrassing, sing the most embarrassing thing to you um, because I love to humiliate people in those moments. It's fun. But have you ever been around where, you know, you gathered with friends and family and it's your birthday and everyone begins to sing the famous song, happy birthday to you, you know? I'm not saying we gotta sing it now and I'm not gonna do it. But you all sing the song and everybody's standing around, they're looking at you while you have this giant cake in the front of you or a candle with, with, with a cupcake or whatever it may be. But before you blow out the candle, you do something, what is that you? You make a wish. Now I'm not someone who's superstitious to believe that if you make a wish and I tell you it's not gonna come true, but you make a wish. How many of you have made a wish before, before you blow out a candle, and you just really believed in your heart it's gonna happen in the name of Jesus? Well, I asked several people, um, if they had one wish in their life, one wish, what would it be? Once you think about that, if you had one wish, what would it be, what would you wish for? Some of you are like, I was wishing for that Powerball when it was at 1.9, that's what I was wishing for. But when I got some of the responses back from some of the people, some of them said money. How many, how many would love to have some more money you wish would be money if you'd like to have some more money? Money money's not a bad thing. Money, money is, is, is a tool, when you see it that way, it can be the root of evil if you use it the wrong way, but money is a tool, it's not a bad thing, and it can solve some problems. I believe, how many believe money can solve some? I believe it can, it can get me out of debt. You can pay some bills. You can buy a vacation home in the Bahamas. It can solve some problems, and it can be a good thing, but it, it could save you some time to do things. Money, money could be a good thing, but, but money doesn't always bring happiness, right? So, okay, so maybe, maybe that was your wish. So some of them, they, they wished just to be married. They were single and they were like, I just want a man, I just want a woman, I just want to be married. All the single people, raise your hand if you're single in the room. Just single, raise it up, look, at, look raise it up and look around, baby, look around. Somebody like this, they're like, come on over, come on over, baby. But they wish they could be married. Married can be good. Marriage is good. All the married people said, amen. amen. You better shout at that moment. All the men better say amen. And it's good until it's not. Right? Because marriage is work. Marriage is work. Somebody say work. So some people wish for marriage. Hey, marriage is a good thing, but let me tell you, marriage is work and it's good, but it's not the solving of all your problems. You don't look for your other half. You gotta learn to be a whole person. So before you're, you can find your other spouse, or your spouse, you need to be whole in yourself. So some people wish to be married. Some people just wish for happiness. Just wish I could be happy. That's not a bad goal. That's not a bad thing to wish for. That based on all the things that may happen in your life, or based on the happenings in our world, happiness would be a good wish, be a great wish. But can I I tell you that something that I've learned in my life is that what you say you want in life oftentimes is different than what you really want. What you say you want is often different than what you really want. As we enter the Christmas season and we're celebrating the, the birth of Jesus, I wanna show you something that is said in the New Testament when, When the angels came to announce that that Jesus was coming, that the birth of Jesus had happened, they they said glory to God in the highest. And then they said, what peace on Earth, glory to God in the highest. And then he declared the angels did peace on Earth. Oftentimes when Jesus would, would come in and would greet someone or when he, would, when he was leaving something or someone, he, when he would say bye, he would, all, he would say oftentimes in Scripture, peace be with you. Or he would say, go in peace, peace. Paul would say a lot of times, grace and peace be with you. He would say both, grace and peace. Now, Paul could have said anything. He could have said anything. He could have said grace and popularity could be with you. He could have said grace and power be with you. He could have said grace and riches. Somebody would be like, thank you, Jesus. Grace and riches be with you. He could have said grace and insta fame, TikTok fame be with you. But he didn't say none of that. He said grace and peace be with you. And what you really want in life and you may not know it is this thing called Peace. Somebody say peace. Money in the bank is great, but it ain't great if you have no peace in your heart. You you can have a successful life outwardly, but without any peace, you'll feel empty inwardly. You can be married and it's great, but you can be married and not have any peace. You can have a whole lot of stuff, all the materialistic things, all the things, but that stuff ain't no good without peace. We all want peace in our life. We say we we want other things, but really what we really want in our life is peace. But a lot of times we have the opposite. We have tension. It's these frustrations that are going on, the tensions in life, the tension in our in our family, the tension in our workplace. A lot of times we have fear going on on the inside. We're unsure, uncertain. We've got anxiety because what if what happened and this and that and sometimes we don't even understand or know why we, we want healthy relationships. We want great friendships. We want a healthy family and a successful family and a loving family. But a lot of times we have the opposite. We feel misunderstood. We begin to disagree and and begin to fight and all this calamity begins to break out, especially during Christmas holiday season when you get to see them. Somebody say them. The outlaw, in-laws I mean, the in-laws. I don't know, y'all here today? me sit over here. They ain't here so I'm gonna say something. No, I really do love my in-laws. But you disagree or you have hurt feelings, you have the opposite. You want healthy relationships, but you you can get hurt sometimes you can battle with unforgiveness. And what we really want in life is peace. And I I love what Isaiah prophesies. I want what Isaiah prophesies. We need what Isaiah prophesies in this passage when he says you will be kept in perfect peace. I don't know about you but but oftentimes I'm more familiar with the thing called imperfect peace anybody can relate today like you like it's like uh, you 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 want perfect peace but I relate sometimes more with imperfect peace like you can you, I can have moments in my life where like I'm good everything's great God I trust you you're great and then a three minutes later I'm like God where are you Anybody know what I'm talking about come on don't leave me up here by myself you, you know you know you battle it too But how, the question then comes down to, we're talking about this this perfect peace, how can we be kept in perfect peace? What what is a way that we can have that? Well, in the Greek, there's this this great Hebrew word in scripture that in the original translation, but this great Hebrew word called shalom. Everybody say shalom. Shalom's definition, if you understand what it means, it means wholeness, it means completeness, it means fullness of peace that is the the understanding of shalom now in the jewish culture there was a jewish greeting that in the coming and going they would say shalom that is like peace be with you have fullness of peace peace that's what it was that word means peace with god it means peace with others it means peace with self it means peace with circumstances shalom represents the the embodies the word peace what's interesting is in the original text In Hebrew, Isaiah says, be kept in shalom, shalom. He says it twice. That word shalom appears twice. It's like an emphatic statement in Hebrew of like double portion. How many believe in for double portion? Amen. Somebody. Now, we must understand that that with peace, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be trouble. We like to believe that. But but when you have peace, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be trouble. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be problems. Even Jesus said in John 16 that in this world, you will have trouble. Jesus said that. Does it mean that nothing's going to break in your life? It doesn't mean that that your kids are never going to fight and argue on the way to church. Or on the way to school or at home. Sometimes they fight and I'm just like, just take it outside. Don't come in, don't come in until y'all worked it out. Sometimes I think they need to do that. We step in too much as parents, amen, thank you Jesus. That's a parenting sermon and I ain't talking about that, somebody else can talk about that. It doesn't mean though when you have peace that, that your spouse is never gonna get on your nerves. It doesn't mean that, but can I tell you That peace isn't found in the absence of problems. True peace is found in the presence of God. True peace is found in God's presence. Like there is peace in God's presence. That's why it's so important that you come together in in a place of a church into his house with other believers to get into his presence and you can find peace in his presence. There is peace that comes in God's perspective on things, not ours. There is peace that comes in the assurance of who God is. Even in the middle of problems, you can find peace in God's presence. And some of you may be like, well, that sounds nice, preacher, but how can I have peace when my marriage sucks? Can we get real? How can I have peace when my children are on drugs? How can I have peace when there is porn in my home? How can I have peace when I feel betrayed? How can I have peace when my body hurts, when I feel sick, when I got bills to pay? How? I don't want to know just the promise. Come on, somebody. I want to know how I can find the missing piece. How can I experience this shalom, shalom of God? That's the real question we getting real today. That's the real question that we're facing. Come on, somebody, don't leave me up here alone. But can I tell you today, and I want you to write this down, and that is this, the, the battle for peace begins in our minds. Begins in our minds. I don't know about you, but I battle wars in my mind all the time. Like some people, they look at me and I'm like, I got my mouth is like moving, but I'm not saying nothing. I'm talking to myself. Anybody ever, you know, I'm like, like, you crazy. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) Did anybody else have wars that go on in your mind? Like, like just the battles and and, then it's like, it's constant conflict that I'm talking to myself. I argue with myself. I I, I could believe God, what God says. I can believe what his word says. I can can sometimes claim it over my life, but there are often times, uh, even though I may believe that, my mind can begin to wander to all the untruths. And I can wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe in the truth of God's promise for somebody else. But it's sometimes really hard to believe for the truth of God's promise in my own life. How many of you can relate to that? I can pray for you but I don't know if I can pray for myself. I can believe God's God's success in your life. I can believe for God's favor in your life. I I can call down the name of Jesus for healing in your body but if I'm sick, come on. But I wanna show you today what the Bible says about how you can find missing peace. Isaiah tells us in verse 26, or chapter 26, verse three, in the New Living Translation, it says, you will keep in perfect peace all those whose thoughts are fixed on him. Somebody say fixed. Another translation in the NIV, same verse says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. Notice, Isaiah doesn't say that you will be kept in perfect peace. All whose minds are, are devoted and fixed on CNN or Fox News. Got to have my conservative and liberal friends out there. It, it didn't say that, Isaiah didn't say I can keep in perfect peace if I keep my eyes and my heart and my mind fixed on social media. Fixed on the future. Isaiah didn't say that he didn't say, keep your hearts and your minds fixed on financial problems. He didn't say, keep it fixed on the bad news of the doctor's report. No, he didn't say any of that, because perfect peace comes when your thoughts and your minds are fixed on the truth of God. That's where perfect peace comes in. The Hebrew translation for the word fixed, I think it's important that we kind of highlight that word, because That can be a hard thing to do, to keep it fixed in times of chaos, in times of trouble. But but the original translation of the word fixed in Hebrew is this word called Samak. Samak. It means to lean on completely, to fully rest oneself. Samak. So you'll be kept. In other words, this is a way that to understand this translation, you'll be kept in perfect peace when your mind is leaning on God. Not 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 like touching it, not like like in its presence, just like around it. No, when you are leaning on God, that you will be kept in perfect peace when your thoughts are resting on God's unfailing promises. That's how you can find perfect peace. But the question that I have to ask then, if, we're, if we got to keep our eyes fixed on him, if the question then comes down is what's your mind fixed on? What consumes your mind? What, what causes your mind to drift? What causes your focus to become detoured? Is it financial worries? Is that what causes you to keep your eyes fixed on? Is it is it political division? Is it world fears, things that are happening? Is it what could go wrong or what's going wrong? Or things that you don't like or things that you dread or that friend that drives you crazy on social media or at the workplace. Can I just tell you, hit unfollow, hit block, hit delete, hit all that in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I feel peace falling in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you just got to say off. And I'll tell you, I'm sorry if I don't text you back, I don't email you back, I don't call you back, because sometimes I'm just working on my peace. And it's it's about me, it's not about you. So sometimes I just say, decline. Sometimes I leave you on red, Because I need peace in my life. I need peace in my life, you need peace in your life. And sometimes we can allow the distractions to come in and we're wondering why we don't have peace and it's because our minds are fixed on all this other crap when it should be fixed on Jesus. I love what it says in Philippians chapter four, what Paul says, he says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Then the God of peace, is that what it says? Not the God of chaos. Not the God of destruction. Not the God of uncertainty. Not the God of fear. No, no. Then the God of peace will be with you. He says, fix your thoughts. Somebody say, fix your thoughts. So so when I'm facing times of uncertainty, when I'm facing times when I don't have peace, I've got to I've got to remind myself these things when I need peace. I got to remind myself that my God is good. That his promises are true. I got to remind myself that his his word never fails. It doesn't fail. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. In times of chaos, he is with me. When I'm lost, he's my guide. When I'm weak, he's my strength. When I'm hurting, he's my comforter. Nothing can separate me from the love of Jesus. Nothing. That's why Romans 8 tells us, what then shall we say in response to all the chaos? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all that we will not. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whose God has chosen? It is God who justifies, who then is the one who condemns somebody say no one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? I'm asking, shall trouble? Hardship? Persecution? Famine? Nakedness? Danger of the sword? No. In all these things says you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you you're more than a conqueror you don't just have the victory but you are more than a conqueror for i am convinced That neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height. He's like, I I want you to get this. I'm going to say everything that I can say, not height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the peace that won't make sense to other people who don't have Christ. It won't make sense. They'd be like, how can hell be breaking loose in your life? And you're like, it's going to be all right. How many of you know people like that? I just just want to punch them sometimes. Let's be real. I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, what's really going on? Tell me your secret. This is it. This is it. John goes on to tell us about peace. He says, peace I leave with you. This is Jesus talking. He said, my peace I give you. My peace, he said. My peace I give you. I do not give you, give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, his peace. He's not giving you a peace. No, no. He's giving you his peace. Are you understanding what that means? He is the God of peace and he's giving you his peace. And let me tell you, peace isn't found in the absence of problems. It reminds you of that peace is found in the presence of God. There's a story in in Mark chapter 4. All the disciples, they were in a boat. They were out on the water. Jesus is in the boat with them. Some of you may know this story. It's in Mark chapter 4. And they're in this the middle of this chaotic storm. Winds are blowing Waves are crashing, I mean, it's like this is it, like we going out, like we're not coming back from this, the boat's gonna sink, it's just breaking it down, like, like they're in a moment, like this big storm, it's just blowing everything up. The disciples are freaking out. And guess what Jesus is doing? He taking a nap in the bottom of the boat. And the disciples are like, what the heck, Jesus? Like literally. And you know, as I was reading this, I began to see that there wasn't just one storm going on, there was two storms that day. There was one on the outside that we see, that the winds, the waves, all the exterior things that were taking place, but then there was also the storm that was going on the inside of them. And sometimes the ones on the inside are often the worst. They begin to go down to Jesus like, do you even care if we drown? Like they're waking Jesus up, like pouring water on him, doing something. I don't know. Sometimes I got to get imaginary. They're like flipping bed, like you flip tables. I flip your bed. Wake up. He's like, do you even care if we drown? God, do you even hear me when I'm crying? Do you see me when I hurt? God, do you love me? Do you care? Do you see what I'm facing? Do you see what they're saying? Do you see what happened? Do you see what I'm walking through? Jesus, he comes out of the boat, he stands on the deck and he says the three, some of the most famous words that I wanna declare over your life today. And Jesus said this, stands out, he looks at the storm And he says, peace, be still. And Jesus who is peace, gives his peace. So so how do you stay kept in perfect peace? By being those whose minds are fixed on him. Goes on in Philippians, Paul does, says, do not be anxious about anything but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, a heart of gratitude. Remember, I said earlier that there's studies that have shown that anxiety and gratitude cannot exist together in your mind at the same time. This is why the Bible always talks about give thanks to God, shout to the Lord with triumph, give rejoice to God. I come into his presence singing and so why showing my thankfulness and gratitude to God allows peace to come over my life. By prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God and the what the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's the peace of God that is perfect. Not the world's peace, the peace of God. And let me tell you, the world can't give it, and the world can't take it away. They can't give the peace that you need. I don't care what they say on the news. I don't care what they offer you. I don't care what things try to, you try to fill your pockets with or what you try to fill your mouth with or what you try to fill your heart with or what you try to fill your mind with through your eyes or what you try to fill your soul with. There is nothing that the world can give you that will satisfy you. The peace that only God can give. It is only in his perfect peace that you will discover his peace. Peace is not found in the absence of problems. I'm reminding you because you can face problems and still have peace, peace is found in the presence of God. Peace is found when we keep our thoughts and our minds fixed on Jesus.